You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Toddzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. I'm your host, N.B. Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper is eating a chocolate bar right now. Be worried, he's a dog! <laughs> he's not really... <laughs> he's okay. Well, he, he's not really eating a chocolate bar. He is, in fact, a dog. We've not been <laughs> lying and just have a weird, kinky, committed furry as our producer. Oh, no. That's not the situation <laughs> at all. Uh, his name isn't really Benjamin Hale. We... <laughs> None of these things are true to that, Jasper. No. It is really coming down out there. Folks, it is like, we've got flash flood warnings right now. Brendan's house is on top of a hill, so we don't have to worry. But there is torrential downpour right now. Mm. You might hear in the backdrop. Might be relaxing. Who knows? Yeah. Behind our soothing voices. (laughs) Of course. Um, So, Nolan, um, yeah, today we saw the movie Godzilla vs. Megadon. Megalon. Megalon from 1973. I always want to say Megalodon. I gotta stop myself. It's a Megalodon. It's a Megalon. (laughs) But, you know... I'm self-centered, and I like to talk about weird movie experiences I had before we go into what we're actually here for, folks. So you're going to hear about Annette. Oh, no. (laughs) Which might be my new favorite movie musical, the best movie of the year, and a movie I do not recommend to anyone. (laughs) Because it is so fucking alienating and weird. That you have to be a real weird movie perv like me to like it. Like, you gotta be, like, watching a David Lynch movie and, like, give me more. And that's that's what you've gotta be like to be like, Annette is for me. But I'm not gonna talk about Annette. I'm not gonna spoil it. Because it's new out there. You probably haven't seen it. It'll be on Amazon Prime soon because it's an Amazon movie. Uh, so, you know, they're doing their their for awards consideration uh, run, and then then they'll go to Prime. Uh, it's really good. I recommend it. Very sexual. Adam Driver, you see his butt, and you see that in the... that according to DC Studios, he would be no hero. LAUGHTER <laughs> That reference will probably be far too old by the time this episode comes out. It's far too old now, but... It's, uh, it's endlessly funny, though. But again, this very sexual movie, and I went to an art house theater to see it, because that's the only kind of place that I'll play a two-and-a-half-hour movie musical uh, about written, made by a weird French dude. Uh, and... Since it was an art house theater, the theater I w- room I was put in was the size of a small classroom. Real small and intimate. <laughs> like, you can't be in there and feel like you're not, like, with other people if other people are in there. And there was one other person at my showing. <laughs> an old French lady. And she was, like, super French. Like, 
outside we both were waiting for the theater to open at three o'clock and she was just smoking a long cigarette like we oui, were oui, you cocksucker seeing the movie american <laughs> i told him to play it in french <laughs> but it's an english language movie i do not care <laughs> You, fuck, you fuckers ask for, for ketchup with your food and you drink milk like a baby. <laughs> but yeah, so she wasn't like, that was a cartoon Pepe Le Pew uh, that I just created. She wasn't like that, but she was a very old woman and I was sat weirdly close to her watching Adam Driver be quite the giver. <laughs> Such a giver that, uh, that Jeff Bridges would teach him how to see colors <laughs> and about the horrors of past society. Dang. That was my movie experience. Not really a... Without spoiling Annette, I can't go into that much. And let's actually talk about what we're here for for once. So, Godzilla vs. Megalon. 1973. We got two iconic uh, Godzilla characters in this one between Jet Jaguar and Megalon. Mm. Uh... Got a return of Gigan. Got a brief cameo from Angiris. Yeah, and Rodan. And Rodan. Uh, so, general thoughts on the movie before we go into our segments. Alright, alright. Um, I can start. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was, uh... I think it was... <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this later, but... It got super weird and like, like, uh, Star Trek, the original series in some places. It did. And it was so weird and campy that I could not help but love a good amount of this movie. Like, Seatopia is this underground <laughs> country and it's all based off of the Easter Island heads. And there's like a few matte paintings where it shows them. And it's like, this is like borderline experimental <laughs> like it looks like they're on like a fucking like mars like planet but they're underground and there's like easter island head like sculptures around Wait, like, whenever you see something bad in a movie do you just go to borderline experimental like you're a teacher you're getting <laughs> you're getting papers from your students and you're like tim everyone great job timmy this was borderline experimental <laughs> Just, it was no paragraphs, and just saying Boo Radley deserved to die a thousand times. <laughs> okay, you tell me that would not be experimental. <laughs> but um, I think it just was, maybe it was just uh, more high concept than the usual Godzilla flick for that part. That's fair. I'll say that. I'll say that then. So I had a fun time with it. I thought the monster fights were good. And it kept our interest for like the good chunk of the movie before the kaijus actually show up. Um, so it was fun. So for me, I liked the movie until it lost me. Mm -hmm. And there's a very specific moment that Brandon can probably guess where the movie lost me. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that a bit in the uh, when we actually discuss the movie. But it... It felt like a stark difference to me from I'm really into this movie to this is just really fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> was it when the honkies start dancing around the fire? No, it 
I got farther than that. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get into that. We'll talk about the Ku Klux Klans later. <laughs> <laughs> but we got a lot of monsters, and yeah. they do a lot of things. So, Brandon, what that monster do? Yeah, so, the, uh... <laughs> You're still laughing at Ku Klux Klan, aren't you? It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, okay. So, the two there's two kaijus that appear in this movie for the first time. I will start with Megalon, because Megalon's like the big baddie. Big baddie, other than Gaian. So, Megalon is a beetle-looking kaiju. He's got black and yellow for their shell. And some rust brown on its body. And with the it's got some kind of like brownish yellow eyes. And it's covered in scales. Which were interesting because they were shaking as it was moving. And it has these really cool like drill arms. And for its face it has like uh, these three kind of insect mandibles. Like one on each side and like one coming down from the top. And then I was looking into it. And there was a bit of a like documentation about how they designed this creature so he was a he was a combination of a few different kinds of insects according to the special effects director Tiryoshi Nakuno so the face was based off of a Japanese rhinoceros beetle the body after Kakeda and the movements after a grasshopper so I mean that lines up very beetle like and in the movie there's some really cool parts where Megalon opens their like beetle back for the wings. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool. Yeah. So that was awesome. But then um Yeah, I love Megalon. I I mean mm. I talked about this in episode 0 where in the old Godzilla fighting game, Megalon was mm. the one I mained all the time because he could dig underground and pop up and oh, yeah. dig underground. And we got to see that in the movie today. It was very fun to see the Megalon have these powers of like shooting a beam out of their like their little horn area like it would have this really cool rotoscope effect of like being lit up and then shot out there was um parts where as you said like megalon would jump into the ground and like dig holes and pop back out with like their drill hands yeah it was like it was a kaiju that was cool because it was kind of feel like it was it had the inspiration of the Seatopia underground stuff yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, guy, if you told me Gaigen was from space, <laughs> like, certain, or sorry, uh, King Ghidorah, especially. Yeah. But, like, King Ghidorah was from space. I don't really feel that. Gaigen looks very space like. Yeah, I'll say Don't Gigan insult looks- my beautiful buzzsaw chicken space guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks like kind of robotic and spacey, but King Ghidorah, if you didn't tell me that was from space, I wouldn't believe it. Like, I would feel like that'd be, like, some ancient, like, mystical Asian dragon thing or something. But, um, but yeah, so that was Megalon. But there is another kaiju in this movie that is super sick. Yeah. And we've seen them before in Singular Point. My boy. Anguirus. Anguirus <laughs> <laughs> pops up with Rodan, you know, classic vintage <laughs> designs. I'm guessing that might just be reused footage. I don't know. But, um, Jet Jaguar. He is sick. Um, he's the only kaiju I can think of that's literally just a giant man. (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about this in the movie that who knew that one of the best ways to defeat a kaiju was hands. Exactly, was hands. (laughs) Because, like, 
when a Jet Jaguar first starts fighting Megalon, he is winning. He is yeah. definitively kicking Megalon's ass. It is awesome. So, like, Jet Jaguar is a robot. And he has the power of growing bigger. So he's, like, human-sized for a good part of the movie. And then he grows to be bigger for, the, like, the final fight stuff. So Jet Jaguar is a, is a robot that has... His color scheme is silver, blue, red, and yellow. It's like most good amount of silver with kind of blue, red, yellow highlights for certain parts of his of his suit. So he's he's like a he's humanoid. He kind of looks like a guy with a with like a robot head with like kind of going into a like a ridge on the top yeah, of his head. Yeah, like a point. Yeah, like so. goes to a like a point at the top of their head, and they have like a big like grill for like their mouth, and they have big blue eyes. So it was cool. Um, Jet Jaguar was really fun this movie, and touching on Godzilla's design in this movie, this was the first one where they used a new suit, hmm. and you can tell yeah. that because uh, when he first appeared, no one brought up that his eyes look bigger. Yeah, they're they very are. big and child-friendly eyes. Yes, they kind of do look more like child-focused, like more appealing design for what a Godzilla could look like. Pretty similar design overall, though, you know, still same, you know, darker green colors... Same big tail, which has been, I think, one of the coolest improvements since yeah. the original one. Is having this big Godzilla tail. Um, and the usual stuff. You know, he blinks in this movie, which is really cool. <laughs> Jasper is yawning. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's about... So, I've got a question for what you. What monsters do? I've yeah. got... Because one thing those monsters didn't do, that it felt like they were gonna do a couple of times, hmm. was Kiss. The sexual tension in this movie is off the charts. Godzilla and Jet Jaguar staring longingly into each other's eyes after winning the battle with a slow zoom in. <laughs> it felt like they were about to smooch. We need more monsters to smooch. Like, King Ghidorah's got three sets of lips. He could be smooching three <laughs> people at the same time. Or he can, Why isn't Ghidorah in a polycule is what I'm asking. Or King Ghidorah can kiss one of his other heads and self-love. Self-care. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. What that... Okay, so... If, no, 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 no. <laughs> if two conjoined twins made out, would that... Will that definitely be incest? No, it definitely be. Listen, doctor, yeah. I know would it's Would that legally, be incest or self-cess is what I'm asking. No, honey. Conjoined twins are separate people. There's just okay, a but King Ghidorah, is King Ghidorah separate people? No. <laughs> but he's a conjoined twin. He's three he's different not a conjoined people. twin. He's there not... are three different heads, three different faces, three different brains, three different lips for smooching. Are they uh, are they or are they not separate people in one conjoined body? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I would not call Ghidorah conjoined triplets, if we were to call them that. Because like you know, conjoined twins are mostly autonomous other than, like, a part of their body that's connected. Like, you know, they both have their own sets of arms, their own sets of legs. Ghidorah has to fucking share one pair between three brains. And I'm guessing it's more of a, like, they're all kind of parts of the same brain, but just separate pieces. 
But like, this I know is how when... you're justifying that you want to see Ghidorah smooch himself. <laughs> this is all it is. I want to watch the two Ghidorah heads smooch and the third one watch. <laughs> <laughs> They're all different people. It'd be it'd be incest with your ch- with your triplets. <laughs> it would not be good. <laughs> By conventional Western standards, actually, I don't actually. You know what? Fuck it, my shame about imperialism and being a part of it. Incest isn't good, no matter what your culture is. That's oh, no. my hot take. Oh no, Nolan, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> oh no, Virginia's coming at us. West Virginia, please. The stars no. at night are sweet and bright. Boom, 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 boom. Here in the land of Texas, you kiss your sis. It's fun and bliss. Here in the land of Texas. Ah, oh, God. Um, yeah, I mean, Jet Jaguar doesn't even have lips. It's just a great. He'd be kissing a tin can. They should have kissed still. <laughs> they should have kissed. They had a very firm handshake, but there was sexual tension. But maybe it was like Jet Jaguar had feelings for Godzilla. Godzilla had a feeling for Jet Jaguar, but they just couldn't They couldn't realize the other one did. So they had a very sexually charged handshake. It's, it's setting up the seeds. The seeds are there <laughs> for this... Anastasia and Christian type relationship in which you know Godzilla's clearly the Christian Grey of this situation and Jaguar's just a little Anastasia Steele innocent not used to the world and she's brought in by this more experienced kaiju of Godzilla who's gonna take... It's gonna take Jet Jaguar to the red room. <laughs> the red cave. This is where the pleasure. Oh wait, happens. no, the red room is what? Is it it's, just the playroom? I think it's the playroom. Yeah. This is my play cave. <laughs> Massive shackles on the wall. <laughs> just imagine. No, 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 no. no. Just imagine Godzilla slapping Jet Jaguar's ass. <laughs> no, no, imagine Jet Jaguar's chained to the wall in the pleasure cave after like they like gave their permission and like wrote the signature and everything and they're like what are you gonna do to me God was like I know what to do and suddenly tanks come in and they start shooting <laughs> <laughs> do you trust me <laughs> Jet Jaguar Godzilla Elevator doors close. <laughs> End of no, no, the no. first movie. The spaceship doors close. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Enough about the sexual tension. Did we just give away the fact that we can beat for beat go through the movie Fifty Shades of Grey? I've never seen it. I'm going off of cultural sub, uh, you know, absorbation. I've absorbing. seen it and I've read the book. <laughs> You've read the book? It's not as bad as people think. <laughs> It's not as bad. <laughs> Nolan. I have different feelings. Every, every, every... So when Nolan comes over, he brings in, like, these novels that are, like, super high class. Like, four 
I don't remember if it was a birthday or Christmas or something. He gave me a novel of, what was it? Norm, it was the murder one. Yes, it was Dostoyevsky's Crime and Punishment, which you were about to call Noam Chomsky's Crime and Punishment. <laughs> I heard the Noam. I heard it. <laughs> Who the fuck is Noam Chomsky? He's a, he's a leftist, uh, like, philosopher okay. in the modern day. So, he, he's so, the guy who made manufacturing consent. So, I mean, exactly. So, Nolan, out of, you know, he just brought that up out of nowhere. And he reads Fifty Shades of Grey. I read the I whole fucking shocked. trilogy, baby. The whole thing? Yes. It's about a woman's self-actualization. We will look upon it with fondness in a hundred years. Mark my words. I'm I shocked. I'm shocked. I defend and stand the Fifty Shades trilogy. Not the movies. The movies are pretty bad. And I don't like Sam Taylor Johnson because she... She's a groomer. Uh, that's not great. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the... The director. Oh, uh, okay. Dakota okay. Johnson, who's the star, is fucking excellent. I okay, I was Dakota like... Johnson, but, I didn't hear uh, that. But I... But Sam Taylor Johnson, uh, she's... Yes. So she's Aaron Taylor Johnson, the, the kick-ass guy, uh, his wife. Oh. She's got two decades on him, and they met when he was... 18 as the star of her movie and they quickly after the movie premiered got pregnant and had and got engaged she was like 38 yeah which is not illegal not i want to make sure that our lawyers and her (laughs) lawyers here that i know she didn't do anything illegal is or or so nothing wrong in the eyes of the law but that is sketchy as fuck. That is not a good situation. That is a gross situation. Yes. Speaking of... What kind of 38-year-old wants to fuck an 18-year-old anyways? <laughs> They're like pimply. Gross. You <laughs> <laughs> yucky. Icky, icky. <laughs> so, anyways, about crimes that have not happened was um in the scene where uh, we thought the actors were going to die from the metal crate. Oh, that's the turning point. That was the point where <laughs> I went it? from liking this movie to not liking this movie. Yeah. So, the <laughs> main characters have been kidnapped by secret agents from Seatopia, yeah. the under uh, the underwater uh, society that is going to uh, destroy the Earth. Yeah, using they... Megalon, and Megalon's yes. been released, and the main characters have been. Well, I think we should probably just give a plot summary. Before we get to that point. Yeah, so, okay, so, quick plot summary. Uh, so, uh, it starts with them bombing Monster Island? We don't Monster know Island, why. Monster Island gets drone striked in the first part of this movie. We don't know why. <laughs> I think it was, nu- they said it was nuclear tests. I think that's what it was. It never has any relevance to the rest of the movie. Well, no, that's why Megalon pops up. They go, these nuclear tests are, you know... Destroyed oh, a third, yeah. Destroyed okay. a third of our country. So like, Seatopia is this is a retaliation attack. So like, what I'm saying is, Seatopia is in the right. Seatopia <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, so- is a sovereign nation, Nolan. What what would America do if all of a sudden like Russia was like, oops, we just bombed all of New England. It's all done. Oopsie. 
That'd be great. I wouldn't have to pay student loans anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, my dad is laughing watching this being like, you pay student loans? I don't. I do your finances, buddy. I know that doesn't happen. <laughs> huh, $20 this year for the whole thing. <laughs> uh, by that estimation, uh, you'll be 155 <laughs> Listen... I figured out a way around the system of student loans. <laughs> I found a way. You just never stop getting degrees. They can never start charging you <laughs> if you're always in college. And, you know, then, you know, it, it goes on to your kids once you die. <laughs> just, you know, you're when you're taking in those loans, you're early enough in your life that you're like, you can make the decision to not love your kids. <laughs> oh, no. Just passing the buck, yeah. literally. That's one of two plans. That plan is, you know, entirely predicated on the idea of not loving your kids. But if that seems a little too unrealistic for you, just leave the country. They don't have credit scores anywhere else. They can't do anything to you. You don't need to do this. Wake up. What we're saying is in about in a few years, what's all of a sudden, yeah, I don't know what happened, but suddenly, suddenly, uh, no one lives over in, you know, some other country and it's hard to record Podzilla episodes. <laughs> you can track to this point. <laughs> I'm just imagining this episode goes out and there's some there's some CIA guy somewhere who's like who's listening and he's like, oh fuck the jig is up, <laughs> gotta fucking get him. Yeah. Take down the episode. Take down Podzilla. <laughs> <laughs> we shall take them down. The Usapers would really love if that happened. <laughs> God, fucking facts. Oh my goodness. Enough about Space Podzilla. Um, so, yeah, Seatopia gets attacked. Unprovoked, mind you. Yeah, so they... Causing a justifiable reason to declare war on the surface. And then... So, we gotta talk about Seatopia for a second here. We gotta... Okay. Okay, Do you remember the, the first shot of Seatopia? It's a panoramic view where we see the Easter Island heads, but not as just heads. As full-on statues, and we see no, this no, 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 no. That's afterwards. I'm just pretty sure if I remember right. The first shot is... So, we think they're aliens when they first... Um, yeah. So, these guys go to... So, Godzilla, you know, the island gets bombed. Explosions, yeah. nuclear stuff. And then we cut to the scientists. The scientists and a little the little boy from uh, Hedora. Yeah, the, the little boy from Hedora, his dad... Uh, some random guy and their mom's not in the picture anymore. No, we don't know why. Maybe a kaiju-related incident. Maybe, but the kid has this fucking. Oh, he's sick. got such a sick <laughs> paddle boat. So, the kid's just out in the lake, uh, using a paddle boat, uh, doing in like his own personal paddle boat. That's the main part of it is a large dolphin that looks like a clown it's in clown makeup and then the two paddles are, are smaller two dolphins. smaller dolphins that look like clowns and, it, and he's just riding it around when all of a sudden the water like all of a sudden you see the first attack from Seatopia happen 
where they break through, mm. they breach the surface with mm. bombs and stuff. The initial under strike, the lake, if you would. under the lake, and there's this fun sequence of the uh, of the two guys trying to get the trying to get uh, the the Hedora boy uh, from up back on the land, and yeah, and like the and it's so cool because like the water is like steaming and foaming, and there's like colors underneath the waves. Unfortunately, the paddle boat is lost, and yeah. I re- you know. It was clearly a full-size prop, so, like, it's got to exist somewhere, right? I mean, like... Or someone's got to have made a replica. I want one, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Fans, if you're listening and you know how to get one, (laughs) tell me how. Contact us at At, King of the Casters. Yeah, we'll just... just, We're going to plug our social media right now, specifically for this. Email kingofthecasters at gmail.com or tweet at... At Podzilla C, the C stands for cock. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what the C stands for. Uh, but uh, we've got a TikTok that we've never used. <laughs> Follow us there <laughs> uh, for all the non-updates. Listen that we'll to post. us on listen to us on any podcasting service. Which obviously, if you if you get to hear this message, you found one already. And, you know, just, Hit it, it won't help, but if you know the answer, just scream at your computer or phone <laughs> the answer to where to find one of those uh, uh, right now. And then, yeah, call toll-free at, <laughs> yeah, joking, but, um, yeah, so the kid gets away, and they're like, well, I'm, I'm glad the earthquake didn't take out your robot, and they come in, and they're like, this is the sign, the guy who created Jet Jaguar and as they get into this house, there's, like, these, like, robber dudes beat them up. Yeah, and we know they're foreign because they're white. <laughs> yeah. Seatopia is a white society, for the record. This will have a very interesting scene later. <laughs> yeah, it's all a bunch of white guys, and they're trying to... They're fucking with Jet Jaguar, and we learn later that that's because... They're using Jet Jaguar's. They plan on using Jet Jaguar's uh, signal to bring to get Megalon to follow him to uh, Tokyo and destroy Tokyo. Mm. Uh, but then back to the movie. So yeah, they they finish making Jet Jaguar. Uh, the scientists not realizing what Seatopia is gonna do with them. Seatopia releases Megalon. Uh, and then, uh, so, then Jet Jaguar, after Megalon's initial attack, Jet Jaguar gains sentience. Yeah. And, uh, he contacts Godzilla to help him fight. The bad guys contact Planet M (laughs) for backup from Gigan. So, apparently, this underground secret society has a healthy communication line <laughs> with the aliens from the last movie. Yep, and on top of that, so their introduction mm-hmm. to Seatopia, the Easter Island thing is like the second thing you see. Mm-hmm. The first one, I definitively am pretty certain this is what happens. The, you know, the Seatopia guys on the surface call them. Yeah. And he calls them up, and there's no, you know, in a new interesting location that's usually like a revealed, you know, a type of shot that leads into it. I think there's an establishing shot. I think that the shot I'm talking about comes first. Okay. But I remember, like, it was just, like, these big, 
like abstract Easter Island, like Mars looking shots. And then boom, it's in like their, their office, like in their command center. <laughs> and the guy is like wearing like a fucking toga. Yeah. <laughs> it's goofy as all hell. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, after that, when they summon, when they summon guy, uh, Megalon, there was someone Megalon, they do like a little chanting dance. And I would describe it as imagine um, interesting subversion from like the Mothra native people. All wearing a weird pointed white hood. (laughs) Yeah. Which is where that's what I'm referring to as the Ku Klux Klan. (laughs) Yeah. You see people wearing those hoods. So they're wearing these weird white hoods. And it's kind of weird because like they're, they're dancing and like chanting around like things and stuff. Similar to the Mothra natives in the previous film, yeah, but they're all they're all fucking hockeys. <laughs> like, like they're, all, they're all crackers, and it it makes it it makes it really funny. <laughs> like they're like, oh, get a megalon, oh my, and they're just fucking like day like day fucking like Smith, like fucking mustache, fucking in a toga. God, the fucking little megalon like little uh he has a fucking like he has a little was that like a fucking circlet yeah he wears a circlet like a little megalon head on it looks like a gopro camera <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a gopro on his forehead because <laughs> yeah. he's about to do some sick stunts <laughs> yep so back to the, the plot. oh though. yeah so megalon fucks up tokyo uh the military Surprise, surprise, is completely ineffective against Megalon. Dang. Which we talked about this during the movie, and it's like, they suffer heavy losses every time. Like, who is put, what general keeps doing these offensives against the kaiju? They don't work, and they just lose a lot of soldiers and millions upon millions of dollars. But yeah, so anyways, yeah. Uh, Jet Jaguar gets Godzilla involved. I don't really know why Godzilla gets involved because, you know, we just bombed Monster Island. There's no conflict about that whatsoever. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so then Jet Jaguar is fighting Megalon. Uh, he's winning readily, but then Gigan comes in and they're kicking Jet Jaguar's ass. But then Godzilla comes in and saves the day. Mm. and jet jaguar oh he got big and then he turned small again at the end of the fight yeah he got big and then he got small and they don't really explain it <laughs> no there's even like a throwaway line where it's like you got bigger for survival but yeah that's a general plot outline of the movie yep we're gonna go into some specifics after this commercial break yeah so here we go so i'm gonna put in the commercial there at the end of the movie there is a jet jaguar song that is fun and i'm gonna put it in here for the break so we'll see you in a minute Gojira 
right. And we're back. Okay, we're going to talk about the moment that lost me in the movie. We <laughs> we started talking about it earlier, but now we're going to go into it. So during Jet Jaguar's initial reign of terror, the main characters have been uh, kidnapped by the Cetopian spies. And they're on a ledge where Megalon's attacking in a in the in a storage container. Mm. Now Megalon picks the storage container up and throws it a mile. <laughs> a fucking mile. <laughs> and the main characters are completely no broken bones, not dead. No, no bruising. They're perfectly fine after being loose <laughs> in a storage container and being thrown a mile. And that was the moment where it feels dumb that I that I could have suspension of disbelief problems with these movies. It feels dumb that that is what breaks me. <laughs> but that broke me because it was just like I don't know they've they've always been pretty good about what humans can die from in the movies before i think like at least not that glaringly bad that i would feel lost yeah <laughs> like like you know and they have a more real like later in the movie a large rock slowly falls on the cetopia <laughs> just slowly rolls on the cetopia in uh agent and that's enough to kill him and that's like okay that feel that's like a realistic death amount but then these main characters just something that should have killed them and you know i would be willing to accept they don't die if they've got like some broken bones Ooh. but they get nothing <laughs> and it, it's it's the indiana jones Fridge scene. <laughs> it is the indie fridge scene. I was going to bring scene. it up. It's the, it's the fridge moment. They nuked yeah. the... Fr <laughs> yeah. They nuked the fridge. And then... I don't know. For me, I was having a, a weird time that was like kind of laughing at and with the movie at the same time. I couldn't... I didn't... That didn't really affect me as much. I just thought that was funny and dumb. But I was like, this is just another one of the weird things. Like the Seatopia people's design. Yeah. <laughs> So I just kind of, ra I rolled with it. I feel like, I don't know. I don't see these as, I don't know, not turn your brain off, but I'm just like, yes, see people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I just get super into it. So that's a, that sucks to hear though. Cause there's a fun time before that. Yeah. The other thing was that Jet Jaguar somehow gets exhausted and dizzy <laughs> and stuff during during this fight his fights and he's a robot he's shown in all other capacities to be extremely robot like but then he'll like get conked on the head and he's literally doing the looney tunes standing up but he's swiveling in a circle thing yeah and it's like how but yeah those were minor problems that took me out of the movie yeah, uh, I can see yeah. that. There was other... There was cool stuff in this movie, obviously. Uh, name some cool stuff, Brandon. 
Um, okay, so there's the really sick scene where when Monster Island is being, uh, you know, drone striked at the start of the movie. Um, Does Anguirus die? Is that no, the implication? No, they're fine. But, like, Monster Island gets attacked with, like, yeah. a nuclear warhead, I guess. Like, as, like, testing. Yeah. But, um, they're... The, the rubble looks really good. Oh, the rubble like, does look good. Where it's like all Some like good rubble. Oh yeah. yeah, like all like the like it's you know like an avalanche into the water from like the monster island and it's all falling in and I'm like that looks really cool. Um, it was really awesome to see that the water bubbling I brought up before is really sick. Where it's like yeah. blah, 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 bubbling. Um, I like how with Megalon they're like beam attack. It doesn't just come out of their their mouth. It's like their horn is like drawn with like yellow like rotoscoping, and then it shoots yeah. the laser out. Um, there's another sick scene where the laser cuts through the trees and all the trees fall uh, down. Yeah. Was that reused from? It could have been. That looked it like looked it was similar. reused from Godzilla vs. Skygam. Yeah, it's a sick shot though. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, what was? Oh, it starts with the narration. Brandon, you said you said you figured out why when you were uh, when we were watching it, but you wouldn't tell me why until the episode. Now is the time to tell me why. Yes. So, um, I, I'll read up a bit of the trivia here. While the film was all but ignored in Japan, becoming the least attended entry at the box office, it was a huge hit in the United States. Is that why HBO Max only had the English dub version? It could have been. Yeah, we is watched that the, the only thing that exists now? I don't know, but um, I'll read into the rest of this. Because usually HBO Max is very good about defaulting to the ja- to the Japanese track. Yeah, we watched this dubbed and it was yeah. interesting. The uh, the little boy sounded like a middle aged woman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I said it literally sounded like Carol Kane, like. Her character Lillian on a uh, on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That's what this little boy sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to watch a compilation where it's just Lillian lines with the little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, due to its widespread availability, this movie is often regarded as one of the main reasons why the Godzilla franchise has become so misunderstood in the West. Its American distributors, Cinema Shares International, built up a large advertising campaign around the movie and a drastically shortened version that cut the film down to around 40 minutes, which premiered on primetime TV on the NBC network. The film's VHS releases were mistakenly believed to be in public domain, which made it more easily accessible and adding to the movie's notoriety in the U.S. Despite fans considering it the weakest entry in the series, the movie actually received positive reviews from critics upon its initial release in the States. Okay, I'm glad that I'm not alone in not really digging this movie then. Yeah. That it's like by fan it is by fans considered the uh one of the worst. Even though fans also consider Manila one of the best characters, so it's like <laughs> what the fuck do fans know? Yeah, you fans. Can't believe you're listening to this podcast with your bad takes. I'm sorry, guys. That bit got a little bit too belligerent. That was just a bit. Don't turn it off. And also, I feel like nothing would get us canceled but what I just said. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, um... 
I thought it was fun. I don't know. It it wasn't boring, and that's that's always what I feel is the worst ones of Godzilla, where I'm just that's bored. fair. That it's very fair. Like it I'm was like, not boring. I was like, this is bored. Like, there's been a couple of the ones. I think it was like the original. Surprisingly enough, the King Ghidorah movie. Yeah. Oh God, that one is. I was so like boring. I'm like, this is fun stuff, but the rest of it, I'm not. I don't care enough. But then movie this one, I'm like, I'm the fuck they're doing with Jet Jaguar guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's he doing next? Why is he flying around like a little puppet? <laughs> why is he, why is his size so inconsistent? <laughs> you can grow and shrink, Nolan. You can grow and shrink. But when he's human-sized, he's often much bigger than human-sized. <laughs> if we're going off of the scale of either how big other objects are in comparison to Megalon, or how big other humans on the screen are. <laughs> yeah, it's but, interesting. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about with this movie, or do you want to make it gritty? Um, I have one more thing. Okay. where. And seeing the movie where Godzilla jumps in the water, which is really fun. Yeah. Then it cuts to like a, a shot where it's Godzilla's back and he's walking away. Yeah. Those were different Godzilla suits. <laughs> and I can tell. I can tell because um yeah. uh the shot where he's walking away was reused from Ooh, this one's interesting. I don't think we've seen this one. It's called Godzilla versus the Sea Monster. From no, 19- that's just the that's just the American name for a beer a horror of the deep. Oh, so we've already seen it. So yeah. that's what reminded me of it. Um, this was when the old Godzilla suit was still being used. And then, as I said before, this is the new Godzilla suit, which looks really nice. I was reminded of Abira uh, because the scene where Godzilla and Abira are volleyballing a rock between them. Uh, Gigan and Megalon do that to all of Jet Jaguar at a point. <laughs> that poor dude. God, that poor dude. So, um, yeah, so I think it was a, I had an enjoyable time, but, um, I do understand that I would not categorize this as one of the better ones, <laughs> but I think, honestly, I think Seatopia does like 60% I think, for me. Yeah, I think Megalon, <laughs> the fact that Megalon might be the coolest Showa era kaiju we've seen so far. Mm. One of them. I think King Ghidorah is cool. Does like, a yeah. lot of the heavy lifting for this yeah. movie. He's a cool monster and he has cool stuff going on. So, um, yeah, I guess we could start getting into... Let's make it gritty! Ooh. Gritty! So Woo. this time we're going to both make gritty uh, in our one pitch, Megalon and all of Seatopia. Yes. So, Brandon has been writing one. The entire time we've been recording this episode. Not the entire time. <laughs> so, Brandon, why don't you why don't you give us your epic novel of how we would make Megalon and I have like Zootopia a Gritty. I have like a paragraph written down here. Okay, I'll expand it. Do it. So, um, so uh, this is a film. This one's gonna take place. This could take place as the next Godzilla film. Okay. Like this is not something that you need to build up for like this is more of a uh, the movie title would be Godzilla versus Megalon yeah or alternate title in Ford countries Godzilla versus the deep ones ooh so this takes place so opening scene Millie Roberta Brown <laughs> is vacationing in some tropical cut, some tropical place 
Probably Hawaii. I worked on Hawaii. I think we said Hawaii for something else. I think it was a beer up. No, it wasn't a beer. Nah, but um, we, anyways, yeah, Miller Brown, Brown yeah, is in Hawaii having a good old vacation. She's having her summer vacation from university. Mm-hmm. So she's having a good time. And, you know, she's bouncing the volleyball on the beach. She's having a good time. And there are rumors, like rumbling rumors about how there's been new types of weapons being tested off the coast, like over to four, like an unoccupied island. Mm-hmm. And you hear, you hear rumblings about this. Like it's the newspaper. She, maybe she meets someone who's like, oh, you hear about the rumblings last night and stuff. So all of a sudden she's on the beach. She's bouncing the volleyball. Massive earthquake. Massive earthquake. Like, I don't think Hawaii gets too many earthquakes, but like, like a 9.2, like, crazy shaking whole island is shaking to its knees Millie Burbound is on the is on the beach and suddenly this massive tre- like you hear bubbling under the under the ocean yeah. and this massive tremor starts Ooh. cracking around like let's say it's on Honolulu Island right yeah like one of the bigger ones massive crack around part of the island the ocean starts falling into it Oh, wow. It starts sinking into the way under the cracks, just keeps going. Like you think it's gonna stop, it just keeps going down. Like this must be some deep shit, right? It keeps going down, and then eventually, eventually. Hey, isn't that what they get in a uh, bot towers uh, bathroom sometimes? <laughs> deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, um... That was the dumbest pun I've done yet, I think. So, this massive, tr- this massive tremor, this crack in the, in the fucking water, all the water's coming in, all the water's coming in. You see, like, these fish, and, like, you can put a whale that goes into that tremor and stuff, like, she's just watching on a horror as this is happening, like, news fucking helicopters are gonna come in. All this stuff is happening. And then, eventually, after this, like, big crazy sequence of this it fills in the water fills in again and you're like okay but then things start coming out of it (laughs) you suddenly on the beach miller brown let's say she runs away from the beach she's like in her hotel at this point her friend stayed though and you see the security like the the footage her friends on the beach something starts walking from the beach (laughs) um i think that the seatopia needs to be like deep one looking creatures like it's been their thing in the movie says that it's been three million years since they've been underground you want there to be a heavy divergence yes they it would be it'd be fucking lame if it's just ah i'm just like an aquaman like like, no, no no i need like fucking looks like like what you imagine like lovecraft deep ones look like emerging onto the beach okay. and like a massive storm of them. All right. And the thing is, is that the nuclear weapons have set off, you know, their under, you know, their underwater place. And now they want revenge. And as this is happening, all of a sudden, like, you know, the military's coming in, they're attacking the deep ones. We can have some fun, like in the ground thing, or Millie's trying to like get off the Island. No planes are leaving anymore. Everyone's fucking stranded there. Shit's happening. And they start trying to get under control. And then the center of, of Millie Brown's hotel, 
a drill. Oh! Starts... Oh, we didn't talk... Did we talk about Megalon having drill hands? Um, I think we briefly mentioned it. Okay, but, but he Megalon, has drill hands, it's cool. Big-ass, awesome drill hands. Yeah. And it just... Oh, wait, I know, I got it. So, Godzilla comes onto the island to just take out these creatures, right? Yeah. And as he's, like, blasting a tongue breath in the beach to try to get him off... The drill hand spikes him from oh, underneath. Jeez. And then they had this big ass fight. And then at the end, Godzilla, you know, big fight, big lots of thing on, on fucking Hawaii. Whole island is shaking during this whole time. You have a thing where Millie could be like on the ground trying to avoid the deep ones, trying to take him out or something. You could have some element where it's like, oh, you know, certain sonic things freak him out and stuff. So that's happening. So it's like a two siege kind of fight. And then at the end, Godzilla cracks megalon's fucking horn off atomic breaths the ocean like right under the waves next to the beach <laughs> massive hole chucks megalon under it and then seals it <laughs> oh jeez! and that is godzilla versus megalon so i'm gonna go in a different direction i think All right. megalon deserves a standalone film okay and have you ever seen the movie jupiter ascending Oh, goodness. <laughs> I have, I'm very aware of uh, that movie. Because I'm about to rip off the movie Jupiter Ascending. Okay. So, Milford Roberta Brown. Hmm. Well, remember the fact that her parents, her mother was a whale scientist. Yes. Before she became an eco-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, in her whale scientist studies... Her mother met a Cetopian. Ah. And Millie Bobby Brown, Milford Roberta, sorry for the disrespect, uh, is actually the heir to the Cetopian throne. Wait, 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 is not her real father. Yes, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying Kyle Chandler's a cuck. That's what I'm saying. And her and it, her mother banged the sea the sea people. Yeah, the, she banged the king of Seatopia, making Milford Damn, Roberta. She pulls. <laughs> making Milford Roberta Brown the heir to Seatopia, and on the king's death. She is collected by a young Cetopian okay. played by Finn Wolfhard. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> what do these Cetopians look like? Just normal people, but with a fishy thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think you can go, yeah, they're just normal people, but they do look like fish. <laughs> no, they don't look like fish, but like, like Aquaman, they got a fish aesthetic going on. Okay. They've just got a fish okay. aesthetic. So like in we're their design, so we're their... not doing the helms the no. the fucked up thing where like Millie Rubran slowly turns into a no. A we're deep not one. Do, we're not doing the shadow of Innsmouth. Yeah, shadow of Innsmouth. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing a shadow of Innsmouth. <laughs> she's just the she's just the heir to the throne, and Finn Wolfhard, who is the young head of security, comes to collect her and Go. help her, and but. There's a bad guy. 
Fuck it, he's still played by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he wants... And because he cannot get the throne to Seatopia... Yeah. He will destroy Seatopia. Okay. And the world. And so he and unleashes... Yeah. A great power upon the people. Mm. He releases the bug sea god Megalon... On Seatopia, and Millie Bobby Brown has to save the day <laughs> with the help of Finn Wolfhard. This sounds so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's my pitch. Originally, I was just... You didn't good. mention Godzilla once. I said it was a Megalon standalone film. Oh, so, he's just, so Godzilla's just not a part of it. No, Godzilla, obviously Megalon and Godzilla will meet at some point. Yes. But not in, we can hold it up, we can tease this, tease it out. <laughs> so we're, we're just making Aquaman? No, we're not making Aquaman. <laughs> I haven't seen Aquaman. Wait, wait, a, sounds wait like a, a second. sounds like the plot of Aquaman in a way. What? Is the plot of Aquaman just the plot of Jupiter Ascending? I don't know. I, I haven't seen Aquaman either, but the plot beats line up in a way. It's Jupiter Ascending and Aquaman are the same film. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. No. So you are the... Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure that would go over very good with audiences. Yes, she's like half fish, yo. <laughs> she's not half fish. She's part half of the fish society. <laughs> she She's half... Of a society that aesthetically adopted fish looks. <laughs> like, so, like, the city, right? Is it, like, yeah. under... Is it, like, Atlantis? Or is it, like, their thing where it's, like, just a big old hole? It's... So, I'm imagining, like... And it... Uh, closer? <laughs> I know this is gonna make it worse in my Okay, mind. okay. Closer to Gungan society. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's at the bottom of the ocean, but it's a bunch of glass domes and stuff. You're just like, yeah. banger, banger, banger. <laughs> oh my god. That's my pitch for how to do Megalon in the, in the legendary <laughs> movies. Holy shit. <laughs> That's great. Oh my goodness. So Millie Berberta Brown is half fish. And then, like, we, like, we, like, re-edit some of the previous movies where it's like, oh, she never ate fish. She, she can communicate. We just CGI in a couple of times where, like, a fly goes by, her eyes follow it, and <laughs> her tongue just grabs <laughs> Just CGI it in a couple of scenes, and no one's commenting or looking on it. We didn't do the work for that. It just happens. <laughs> Godzilla King of the Monsters another colon the Megalon cut <laughs> oh my goodness so that's fun um, Megalon's a fun kaiju and um, I don't think they're in many other things like Jet Jaguar is but same with Jet Jaguar but yeah they were fun and my goodness it is coming down even worse yeah and we've already given you guys how to contact us in this episode. Yeah, so... Uh, so we just gotta tell you what the next episode is. And... Brandon, you were really bummed out that we couldn't 
get a Clifford episode. Yeah. Because Clifford's release date has been postponed indefinitely. Hmm. But next week, we're going to come to you with a Clifford episode. Because I found the movie Clifford. Oh, you did? 1994. Oh, fuck no. Clifford is a very special little boy. Would you please stop hitting the back of my chair? I am trying to sleep. I'm sorry, Miss Nice Older Person, but I don't know what you're talking about. Perhaps you were just having a nightmare about your early days in the circus. Hi, what's your name, son? My name is Clifford, and I think you're the bestest captain in the whole wide world. Well, thank you. And he's bound for Los Angeles to spend a week with his Uncle Martin. Isn't there an incredible family resemblance? Look at this. Well, I, I guess so. Uh, Are we ready to go to Dinosaur World now? I've got some bad news. <laughs> what? What? A whole gang of chocolate. I need it badly. What do you mean you're out of chocolate? I need chocolate! Breaking a little boy's promise would be a terrible, terrible thing. Imagine that little boy wouldn't be responsible for what he was going to do next. I believe your drink is right there. Martin Short in his smallest role ever. Charles Grodin in his most trying performance. I underestimated the evil one. What is it with you and Dinosaur World? It's a sick thing! And Mary Spinbridgen. Did you just act like a human boy for one minute here? Look at me like a person! You can't do it for more than a few seconds. Look at me like a human boy. Hello? Whose house is this? It's a kid who's throwing the party. I think his name is Clifford. Will you get him? Talk to him later. There it is, Clifford. Dinosaur World. How many years do you think you'll get for kidnapping me? Uncle Ken must want it. That is so cute. I really should have put this in hyperdrive. But I just can't seem to help myself. <laughs> Oh, honey, be careful while you eat your cereal. Use a napkin. This boy and his cereal. <laughs>